0: Welcome back to another, to the continuing conversation between the rabbi and I, only this time it's the rabbis and I, where Rabbi Cushy Schusterman has joined us. And I would like to summarize our conversation about numbers 12, one through, verses one through 16. we Have we come to the conclusion that interfaith and interracial relationships are something that God approves of or verifies through this quotation or do we just agree that god approves of them or doesn't or doesn't mention them specifically but they are something that's accepted in judaism
1: i think what we what we discussed and what the conclusion what i like to think of is when the messiah comes he'll give us the definite answer until then i can look at a text Kushi can look at a text, a third rabbi can look at the text, and we can each put on the table how we see what we're viewing, how we're evolving. And I don't want to think that any of the three of us are the judge and jury and want to approve or condemn anything until such a time when it's explained to us. Until then, as rabbis, we we explain. And people can say no i don't agree with you or that doesn't seem right so i'm not going along with your decision and i think that supported kushi the Talmud always gives us the minority majority opinions and always outlines the two different discussions and that then gives us the basis for deciding what how do i see my Judaism evolving what do you think kushi so i think
2: that in general i'm in agreement and um as an observant rabbi who is in what one may refer to as orthodox, although I like to say that I'm the unorthodox orthodox rabbi, that uh that, you know, for me, in order to do a religious life cycle event, for example, I have to follow what the traditional interpretation of Jewish law is. Right? If you're in California, you need to follow California law. If you're in Maryland, you have to follow Maryland law. And sometimes those laws differ. So if someone's in your congregation, then at some point you have to make a decision of which services you're willing to offer, or not willing to offer. Um, for example, in interfaith marriage, I wouldn't be comfortable and would feel that it would be a dereliction of my duty as an Orthodox rabbi. And I think it would be illegal for me to do something which I'm not able to do. On the other hand, an interracial marriage, I would say, I have reason to believe that that's there's no reason for me not to do that wedding if they're both jewish and in your situation you have a different viewpoint and have different guidelines by which you need to follow so i won't i won't encourage an interfaith relationship i won't do an interfaith uh interfaith religious ceremony but at the same time if a person is in an interfaith relationship i won't deny including them as much as possible in the Jewish community where I can. And
1: I, I think that's really a neat example, a perfect example of respecting each other and working with each other to keep everyone on the Jewish train so that there's a car, a place, and a, a rabbi for each of our members of our diversified Jewish community.
2: And I, I, I'm proud to say that I got a Reform rabbi to discuss Mashiach in public.
0: And thank God for that, um, if I may say so.
1: (laughs) Ruch Hashem. Hashem. But we,
0: our our conversation is extended uh, beyond that particular uh, subject into the topic of Jewish culture and music and art. Can I ask you guys to share your opinions in that area as well?
1: Yeah. Can I just start with with something? I want to peek. Cushy's curiosity, and I'm going to ask him a very leading kind of a question, okay? Let's say, it's, hypothetically, not, it's, not, it's not a courtroom, you're fine. <laughs> Let's say, Cushy, hypothetically, a non-Jewish artist, someone who's really good working in metal, was to design the doors of the Ark in a, in a synagogue where we keep the Torah, you know, right? So, but he's non-Jewish, very talented, working with metal. And he designs these beautiful, but they're also spiritual, this idea of reaching up to heaven and bringing the scroll down. Does that make the artist a de facto Jew, a crypto Jew? I mean, how do, what, how do we define art or music as Jewish, not Jewish? Does a person have to be Jewish? You understand what I'm asking you?
2: I I understand what you're asking me. So there's a question about the artist, and then there's a separate question about the art. For the artist to become Jewish, we already covered in our first discussion. Correct. But regarding the art being Jewish, I believe there's a story in the Talmud about, um, I think his name was Nakdimon. Nakdimon, um, there's the doors of Nakdimon that were in the holy temple. Mm -hmm. And. I think his name was Nakdimon. I may be mispronouncing the name. Mispronouncing
1: it, yeah, it's close to that. Um, but go
2: ahead. But my Google's not easily available. Uh, <laughs> Nikanor's, Nikanor's doors. Nikanor's doors. doors. So Nikanor was this uh, non-Jewish guy who built these beautiful, beautiful doors, if my memory serves me correctly. And Joe, if you can check that up and make sure that I've got it right, Um, that the uh, Nicanor made these doors and he wanted to donate them to the temple and uh, the rabbis. They they were beautiful pieces of art, which became the doors, the main doors that were used in the holy temple. So I don't think that the uh, the religious status of an artist defines whether the art is Jewish. I think the message of the art, if it has Jewish values, keeping
1: through it, then it's Jewish. So then our criteria is the product itself, whether it's a musician or a um, writer, rather than the religion of the individual. As a
2: rabbi, you probably have heard people say, Rabbi, I'm a Jew in my heart. Right. I'm a Jew in my heart. And uh, you'll find that often I go to certain people and I say, I didn't see you in services. And they say, Rabbi, you don't understand. I'm in the secret service. Right. So you have that section of the world where people are in the secret service. They're Jewish, but they're a Jew in their heart. And I believe that one of the main. Quotes from the from the Mishnah is Hamaisa Hu the action is the main thing. And I've encouraged people who are married often no one asked you to love your spouse. No one asked you to be in head over heels. Just act as if you love your spouse all the time and act as if you're head over heels. And usually you'll start feeling that way. And I think the same thing goes for the art and culture. If you act in the way where it fits the Jewish criteria, then. By all means, there's no reason to think that the art wouldn't be Jewish, even if the artist happens to not be Jewish.
1: So if we talk about music and individuals or writers, then would apply the same, we would have to look at the product as opposed to the specific religion. I mention this because, and you've probably heard it before, people will say, you can't include it, or it's not a Jewish book because the writer wasn't Jewish. And that's why I'm bringing the subject up.
2: Right, so at times I do find that people who who are anti-Semitic, even if their art is good, I still don't want to include it in my library. But if the religion of the individual, I think, is not, not a real good criteria to define whether it's something you're willing to include. The person's not Jewish, and they wrote a beautiful poem about the Jewish people. All of a sudden, it's not Jewish because the person happens to be a Christian, happens to be a Muslim, happens to be an atheist. I mean, if you're going to start, you know going to each person and asking them where they had their bris before you listen to their music, you're not going to be listening to music very often.
1: Right. So what we what we agreed to, what we're saying is it's the end, the end product and how it reflects Judaism, how it moves us, how it brings us closer to God. And, Correct. I, I and we
2: finally agree. Mazel tov. <laughs>
0: So it seems, Rabbi Block, that we can keep the ark doors at Temple Beth Torah after all. Thank you, Rabbi Schusterman. And what shall we leave as the end note to this conversation? Get that note, music?
1: There is a, um, there is a place, Kushi, in Judaism for all of our Klal Yisrael. And there's no reason to not observe or not teach and not learn just because that particular rabbi or teaching doesn't appeal to you. There's a place for all our people.
2: And I think not only all of our people, but all people in general. All people in general. There's many people who live locally who are not Jewish and aren't planning on becoming Jewish. And they just want to know what's the Jewish view. And it's important that we are actually a light unto the nations, not only a light that they see from afar, but a light that they can come to and be able to see up close.